0: Everybody, welcome to Take the Black Live on the Winner is Coming YouTube channel. Ooh, Facebook is um, not cooperating today. We love you, Facebook, but sometimes you don't work. And um, I'm Dan Sokey, editor of Winner This is Cheryl Watsonar with me, uh, editor of Cultures.com. We're here to talk about all things Game of Thrones, Office of Fire, John Fiction. Cheryl, how are you doing?
1: I'm, I'm doing well, Dan. I found someone in this office who's excited about me, with, excited with me for the revival of Press Your Luck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, But this is a show to talk about, not game shows, but Game of Thrones. Oh, I
0: love it. I love oh, a good transition. I love a good that's segue. That's that sweet segue. Okay. Uh, the first thing we discussed today, uh, season eight's coming up, April 14th. We all know it, yada, yada, yada. Um, okay. So I'm sure you heard or wrote about the fact that we they... Did. We actually, you and I, um, dis- well, read it, and then I took credit, um, discovered the... <laughs> episode lengths for the Great. final six episodes of game of thrones ever and they came out and they are as follows the premiere 50, 54 minutes the second episode 58 minutes then we got 60 minutes and then it's an overdrive 78 minutes for episode 4 80 minutes for episode 5 80 minutes for episode 6 so some nice uh, media episodes. Cheryl, do you have any opinions on that? Because the internet sure did.
1: Uh, the internet was losing its mind over the, its collective mind over the whole 54 to 58 and 58 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, we're getting shortchanged. And I just kind of sat there and was like, guys, I would rather we have some shorter, kind of tighter episodes for episodes one and two and save all of that sweet, sweet screen time for three, four, five, and six. Three we know is bananas, Mm -hmm. to put it mildly. And four, five, and six are kind of mysteries to us. They kind of are.
0: And those are the really long ones. And
1: those are the really long ones. And that's kind of delightful. And I did the math. That's right. I did math. Uh, And it is almost seven hours of content. It's like 6.83 hours of content. It's a a lot of content. It's a lot of content. It's (laughs) nearly an extra hour of game of thrones action and so i don't know why everyone's getting all excited about it i was just excited that i we get these supersized episodes i really hope episode six doesn't have a big long epilogue like you seem to be wishing for (laughs) but they have have more on that oh yeah we just had a fight about that uh but i like that the last episodes are getting the bulk of the screen time
0: yeah it makes you curious like what's going on there it's a mystery um I think what happened is, so I know that people on Twitter don't constitute the internet or a message board, but yeah, there was some dust up, of so people complaining that, what? They're not all 90 minutes. We're being shortchanged. Because there had been this kind of uh, myth that had kind of gotten into the fanosphere about feature length episodes. And honest to God, like, we're responsible for helping to spread it. I'd take full responsibility for that, yeah. Because it's whatever, man. It brings in the clicks, um, and it, it, it's it's fun to talk about. It was never really a possibility. I think it kind of no. just kind of t- took on a life of its own. Like Ian Glenn said it a bunch of times. So I mean, like it's an actor. He doesn't know anything. Um, like there was one director who said, "Oh, they all dance around the larger numbers," but he meant like sixty minutes. Like that's what to him. I like James Hibbert of Entertainment Weekly had a tweet where he's like. It doesn't make any... It's an hour-long drama. If it was speech-length, they'd just have two episodes. Like, it doesn't make any sense for an hour-long yeah. drama to have, like, a movie for an episode. Then, then, then make a movie.
1: Yeah. Like, also, 80 Minutes is kind of running already up into...
0: There are really good movies that are 80 Minutes. Toy Stories 80 Minutes. Yeah! Um, Run Lola Run is 80 Minutes. There are a bunch of, like, uh, really good movies that are just kind of shorter.
1: You know, so it it's is... It's
0: plenty of time.
1: It's true from a certain point of view, if you will. Yeah. Um... And yeah, like I, I think it. it I mean, if if HBO or if the Game of Thrones showrunners had said we need more time and more money to make this, they would have the gotten it. They would have gotten it. Absolutely, HBO would have been like, yes, here's this additional pile of money for you guys. We'll have the truck come in. Like, and so I think it. Yeah, like. Technically, we are getting feature-length episodes. Fine. Uh, technically, we're getting almost a bonus hour, and uh, technically, please calm down, internet. A little bit, please.
0: You go ahead and do whatever you want, and it's fine. Just, um, yeah, there was some fervor, so that's some our Collected four cents on the matter. Yeah. Um, also, interestingly, they all have adult content warnings. The episode except for the first one. So, sorry, Internet, no nudity or extreme violence, maybe even naughty words in the premiere. It's going to be all Uh um, family-friendly, like, (laughs) juggling, maybe? I'm not really sure.
1: (laughs) No, it's not going to (laughs) be family-friendly. Sorry, guys, we'll just have to wait for the Jon Snow butt until episode two.
0: Yeah, and then from three to five, it's six, just butt all the time. (laughs)
1: okay just butts everywhere
0: yeah it's hbo man i gotta, gotta end big okay with butts with butts <laughs> uh anyway so that's that's the episode length stuff i also want to touch oh do you have another point cool just thumbing up i just want to um touch briefly on this interview given by the enigmatic vladimir furdick the man who plays i don't know how to say it what can you say it better do, 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 do you know how to pronounce it Vladimir Furtick is the man who plays the Night King. He's from a country that isn't this one. And um, he never gives interviews because the Night King doesn't talk. He's, uh, he's, he's strong and silent. That's actually Richard Brake, not Vladimir Furtick, but it's the most iconic kind of picture of the Night King, so I picked it. <laughs> um He gave an interview to Entertainment M&M Weekly, which is fun. You know, we never really hear from this guy. And he had a couple of cool things I just wanted to read out. Uh, people will see that the Night King has a target he wants to kill, and he will find out who that is. There's also that moment in Hard Home where Jon Snow is in the boat and the Night King looked at him and raised his arms. We just saw that. There's a similar and even stronger moment between Jon and the Night King this time. Have any theories, Cheryl, on who the target could be?
1: Jon Snow, Brant Stark?
0: Yeah, those are kind of One the two. two, aren't they? Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, do you, would you like a tinfoil hat theory? Um...
0: I don't know. I just want to hear your opinion. But yes, those are the obvious ones.
1: The the the, the tinfoil hat. Mm -hmm. I can speak English. Sure. Uh, The tinfoil hat theory would probably be Daenerys Targaryen.
0: Sure. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Ice wants fire. Yeah. Yeah. Probably
1: probably Bran or Jon. Just either
0: the son of ice and fire or the three-eyed raven. Long thing. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool to hear that apparently he does have motivation. Because, you know, the whole Night King's deal is we don't know. We just don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the idea that the Night King hates someone specifically enough to make them a target is kind of great in its own way.
0: Yeah, it's fine. Yeah,
1: I I mean, I think the Night King... He has an inner life. Yeah, uh, he has uh, his agency a little bit, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I think... I think for once having this very mysterious villain that just kind of hates you, like, mm-hmm. in general, is is it's kind of interesting. There's been this kind of turn from uh, to villains who are complex in their own ways, um, who have some sort of relatable quality about them or can make you feel sympathy for them. Uh, the Night King doesn't have... no No, I mean, you kind of feel bad for him. He's kind of old
0: school. He's uh, like, yeah. he's a... He's a more sauron type just implacable you don't really know him or know yeah. what he thinks and you He's... don't need
1: to he just no, you know. And, i mean
0: it, it, it totally works yeah and i think it especially works in this story because it's set against all these people who are very complex and are right. very have their own motivations and stuff so right. like having this counterpoint that's just a wall of unknowability is a nice um tonal choice to kind yeah. of you know have peaks and valleys in your story yeah but yeah, I'm all for learning uh, a little more about him in the final stretch. Why yeah. not?
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel I, like I said I do feel a little bad for the whole getting a dagger shoved into you and kind of forcibly turned yeah. into this Eldritch being against your will. Like that's that's kind of sad, but Dicks. it sucks. It sucks. But at the same time, like I I enjoy this kind of uh, undying. Yeah, hatred.
0: <laughs> you, you, you gotta have some human evil and then some uh, inhuman evil. Yeah, balance it out. Yeah. All right, so that's happening. Looking forward to that. Good job, if, Vlad. If anybody can comment on the uh, YouTube feed, feel free. We'd love to uh, see and read them and answer any questions you might have. Yeah. All have right. To answer questions. I wanted to go over this bit just because I couldn't resist. Um, moving on to Mr. George R. R. Martin, author of A Song of Ice and Fire. You have opinions about this really quickly I a i'm just I, i'm nitpicking this guy yeah but the, he he said a couple of things this week i just couldn't resist talking about um he talked about um he, he talked to entertainment weekly again they were got on the interviews about just the show ending and how he feels about it ending it passing him because obviously it's no secret he wrote the song of fire books he's up to book five for the last eight years um game of thrones has left that behind a few seasons ago and you know understandably he has some mixed feelings about that saying almost all of it has been great it's been an incredible ride i wish i finished these books sooner as so the show hadn't gotten ahead of me i never anticipated that which is kind of a little baffling like i don't know i don't know your life george like it never occurred never okay I haven't read the final season scripts, and I haven't been able to visit the set because we're working on wins. Good for you. I know some of the things, but there's a lot of minor character arcs they'll be coming up with on their own, and of course, they passed several years ago. There may be important discrepancies, and I'm sure there will. I'm sure if we ever are lucky enough to read the final song about fire books, there's going to be a lot of differences. I also, I loved this bit. He wrote on his Not A Blog about Captain Marvel, just talking about um, how he was a reader back in the day because he was a big comic fan in the 60s or 70s or whatever. And how um, he liked the movie a lot, very entertaining, but he didn't like that it strayed from whatever it was in the comics, and he just said, I am kind of a purist when it comes to adaptations. And there's just, there's no way, there's no way to read that comment from George R R. Martin and not um, think of the fact that HBO has adapted Game of Thrones in a way that strayed pretty far from his books. Even though he might not have meant it, there's just no way. He can't say that in public and not get people to think about it.
1: I feel like I lost, like, several brain cells just hearing that. Even though it's red and you're a very lovely voice, Dan Felke, I know who truly spoke those words. Okay.
0: By the way, we have a comment from David Harris, right around Wick. He says, hey, guys.
1: Hey. Hi.
0: <laughs> Go on.
1: Okay. George R.R. R. Martin did not expect that he would get passed up. The word that comes to mind for me is disingenuous. Like that does not seem like a very genuine thing to say. And I could be completely wrong in my interpretation of this, but like my dude, my guy, you already had to split book four into two books because there was just so much stuff. Mm
0: The I don't even know what to say. I don't. Like, know. I mean, what? What? Like how do you going to take it?
1: Not no. Um how do you just not expect this in a way? Like I and it I fully understand that George R R, R. R. Martin is not beholden to me or to anyone. No. But the way that he kind of communicates these things is very kind of crotchety and like I said dis- disingenuous like it doesn't seem logical that he would never expect oh yeah game- the show's gonna pass me up like the man worked in television he knows how these things work ostensibly mm-hmm. and as for his whole Captain Marvel woozle uh, yeah because Captain Marvel wearing a bathing suit would be so cool. No, like I, film is a completely different medium, even from TV. And to make the movie as accessible as possible to the most amount of people, you have to distill different parts of the comic book continuity. I think a lot of the choices made in Captain Marvel were really great, actually, because they weld together an often very disparate, very confusing um, comic book origin story, and I know because I had to research this for a video that Culturist did. Couchtaker. Um, Like, it's, it's, it's wild. And so to kind of weld it together in a way that makes mostly sense, you can take your purity and, you know, go sell it somewhere else, buddy. You have to distill things for the different mediums that you're telling mm-hmm. the story in. And so... I mean, I guess my answer to most of these comments is basically just I rolled out emoji. I don't know what you have there, Dan.
0: I think it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I've been following him for a while. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it, I don't think it's disingenuous. I think, I think he honestly thought he would fat, write faster. I really do. Like I've been following him for a while, and yeah. he always seemed honestly hopeful. Like I'm gonna get it out 2015. Here it comes. It just doesn't happen. He just, he's a long. He just wildly over overestimates his ability to write quickly yeah he just always have i i i mean i don't know him yeah we don't know him we don't i honestly think i think it did surprise him i don't think maybe it shouldn't have maybe yeah. he should have been able to take more stock i don't know when I, you're in the thick of something maybe it's harder to do that
1: yeah i guess that's really my argument is like i i don't think it should have if it did actually surprise him i don't think it should have
0: sure but i mean i don't know I, I i don't want to be the arbiter of like what you should and shouldn't feel. No.
1: yeah it's like i i don't yeah like i i want to emphasize i don't think it should have surprised him if it did sure but that's what i think
0: no no i understand so. but yeah i i just yeah i mean i do think it's like if you're you can't Say you're a stickler for adaptation, and be George R. R. Martin, and not yeah. think you're going to get people reading it as some kind of way. Yeah, it's just you can't. I, I don't know. Maybe he was throwing shade. I hope he was. It'd be more fun. Um, maybe, maybe he shade, was just being innocent. Yeah. But just if he was being innocent, <laughs> it's, it's, people are, are going to take it the way they're going to take it because. You are who you are. This is this is when it is.
1: I like how he says there may be important discrepancies.
0: Oh, there definitely will.
1: Oh, yeah, there will. But I like how he has to emphasize that every so often. Like, hey guys, there will be discrepancies. Well, uh, this is the true authorized version. You know.
0: I mean, I don't know, like, uh, because Benny and Whitehall said that they've talked to George and they said that we're like we've made changes. We're not going to tell any. We we decided with George we're not going to tell anybody what the changes are. So you know. I think they want the books to do well. I think he wants the show to do well. I, I do. Yeah. I, I, I've i never, I know there are some fans who think they're like, have a falling out or like, don't like each other. I've never gotten that. Um, I just think maybe, you know, George R. Martin isn't very good at estimating the time he takes to write.
1: Yeah. But yeah,
0: it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fun tapestry.
1: Oh, yeah. uh,
0: David Harris wants to talk about the real star Captain Marvel goose. Who was the, who was the, I'm pro goose. The, the cat who is cutie. J-Mac thinks we need at least 70-minute run times, which we mostly have, by the way. I yeah. think that kind of equals out to 70 minutes altogether if you yeah. average all the things. Yeah. And uh, Facebook and Instagram are both down. Yes. We're living in dystopia. This is unacceptable. Okay. Um,
1: let's not get into that <laughs> argument. That would be a whole <laughs> other episode.
0: We need it. <laughs> and Celtic Gibson reminds us, don't forget that HBO begged the Anna David Doomer episodes. They didn't want to. Which, yeah, so they're probably going to end it the way they want it. I have confidence with that. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. Also, another little celebrity news, George R. Martin, Kit Harrington, hosts Saturday Night Live, April 6th. That's cool, right? That'll be fun.
1: I feel like it's either going to be a complete disaster or Kit Harrington is going to turn out to have this really good, like, ability to play the straight Comic man. Comic chops.
0: Oh, he can, oh, yeah. He can definitely do that.
1: Yeah. But, like playing the straight man is harder than it looks. So I, I hope he's got the kind of the balance. And I think he has the ability to kind of make fun of himself
0: yes. in a lot
1: of ways. So I, I have some faith.
0: I watched that Coldplay musical Game of Thrones thing he was in. It was, it was pretty funny in that.
1: Yeah. Like I think, I think he can do okay. Like as long as he just remembers to, you know, have fun. Don't, don't try and sell it. Like you sold gunpowder. Like be-
0: <laughs> do you not enjoy gunpowder?
1: i liked gunpowder okay i mm-hmm. just thought like you know it was okay that's sure. about it um but yeah you gotta you gotta be willing to lean into these things even with the even with the writing team on snl who doesn't always hit yeah the i think mark. i had a
0: mess oh yeah. remember when he was on seth myers and he was like having a dinner party as Jon snow with people people at the table that was pretty funny.
1: I, I did like his recent appearance on Colbert, where he was like, where Colbert was telling him all his oh, Game of yeah, Thrones yeah, theories, yeah. and he had to just keep his stone face on. Like, I thought that was pretty good.
0: I'm also sure. I hope we'll see some uh, some uh, friends drop by. That'd be fun. Oh my god! Yeah. I almost wish they would have gotten Amelia Clark, honestly, because she's like she always strikes me like she wants to just be in comedies almost because she's a pretty quirky, funny person at interviews and stuff.
1: There's still time
0: there is why not two episodes in a row just do uh n- oh n- bts musical guest yeah after that, you're like that big k-pop fan over here what's up? i believe i don't know bts is i'm very old
1: it's okay <laughs> i do and i can be excited for you
0: oh um, yeah i forgot and david points out he was in that tennis movie by hbo remember the one with um was it andy samberg or something nope <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was like it was a comedy tennis thing oh
1: okay i didn't so, say it so, so, he's so yeah he's capable. funny he'll be fine he's capable um I, I think maybe they will Space get pants. somebody Game of Thrones for like when the show is ending. Like sure. in May June, right there. Right. Uh, to kind of, you know, bookend it.
0: I vote Amelia Clark or um maybe like I maybe mean, Williams and Sophie Turner can co host.
1: That'd be good. <laughs> That'd be fun. Honestly, I wouldn't mind like anyone in the main cast. No, pretty much. Like I think even like Lena Heedy would be great.
0: Definitely. I, I mean yeah. they're all experienced actors, they all yeah. have chops. they'd all be good. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just happy to uh, go ahead and market that stuff for Trio. And finally, for the last for the one, Cheryl, let's go beyond the wall for a second. Talk about something on Game of Thrones related. Um, Cheryl, a titan of the entertainment industry, Disney, is readying its own streaming service. You think you enjoy paying for Netflix and Hulu and HBO Go and Amazon Prime? Well, get ready, because Disney Plus is coming. And Disney, according to... CEO Bob Iger, seen here with Mickey the Mouse. Um, hey, Topolino. Bob. What's that?
1: Topolino. I think that's Mickey's oh, Italian name. How
0: cute. Hey, Bob. Um, he's announced that Disney Plus will have every single Disney movie on it, which to me means two things. A, they are going really hard for this and really... They're going to get a lot of people watching this. Like, they are forcing their way into the streaming business. It's hard to compete with Netflix, Hulu. This is the one company that can, like, we're going to do it. We're probably going to beat you all at your own game, too, because you can't resist all those movies. And B, that's a lot of movies and that are not going to be on other streaming services. What do you think? What do you think of this move by Disney?
1: Disney's loaded for bear, man. <laughs> like, like, to, to... Uh, do it, I need to explain that
0: metaphor? Yes. Is that a young reference? Loaded for bear. Oh god, no.
1: Um basically like it, Disney is bringing out the big guns isn't a nicer or a more accessible way of putting that. Mm-hmm. But loaded for bear just sounds more fun. Cool. Like if you're taking down a bear, like you have to you have to come bear. prepared. Gotcha. Like bears do not go down easy. You don't yes. mess with bears unless you're tormented.
0: Here, uh, let me try. Disney is loading for the bear. Did I do it right. No. Okay. But uh, yes, you're right. They're going. They're going hard. They're, they're going they're, ham.
1: The yeah. They're going hard in this space. I, I saw some people being like, does that mean Song of the South is going to be on there? And probably not. Probably not. Like, like they're not if, idiots. They're not idiots. And I, if I remember correctly, because I was listening to this call when he announced. Oh this, yeah, yeah, yeah. He basically said the live, the video, like the the library will be on there mm-hmm. and song of the south has never really been released on home video
0: ever for good reason
1: so we for very good reason for very good reason although i did get to hear a rendition of zippy doodah that involved kazoos on this call cute and no it was not great
0: okay i'm not cute
1: i'm anti-kazoos now um but and it was in the larger context of the vault
0: the which vault is, i hate the vault
1: yes the the whole concept of the vault. So I are speaking in the concept of the vault, where movies kind of go in and out of circulation,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, basically to drive up sales, um,
0: scarcity. It, it's so mean. Like those commercials, were like you love this movie, we're locking it away from you. But they say it with a smile. It's, oh, it's, oh, it always struck me as very weird, but it works.
1: That's capitalism. That's capitalism, That's Dan. That's Disney, man. Um,
0: We'd have got to go there. I'm pro-capitalism on this podcast.
1: <laughs> Please subscribe to us. Mm-hmm. And help us keep us on the air. Um, but uh, yeah, like, I think that this is a big, big push. I mean, Captain Marvel is the first Marvel Cinematic Universe movie that's going to be exclusively on Disney+. Um, like, Star Wars mm-hmm. is going to be on Disney+.
0: As David Harris, the mysterious David Harris, points out, moving live-action Star Wars shows—something that has never happened to Disney Plus—is a power move by the mouse. Because the huge Star Wars fandom has been begging for a live-action series for who knows how long—a
1: very long time. Mm -hmm. Speaking from experience, it's kind
0: of surprised it never happened. Actually, now that I think Mm, about it,
1: the holiday special I think did a lot. We count that
0: as a series.
1: I think it did a lot to kill the potential of a live action series.
0: (laughs) Right, you're probably right. Like
1: aimed towards a wide audience. Like they definitely had some kid shows, but Mm -hmm. that were kind of live action, if I remember correctly. That was before I was born. So correct me if I'm wrong here.
0: I I hear you. That makes perfect sense. But
1: like, I think the holiday special did a lot to kind of kill (laughs) how how Star Wars was treated on television for a long time. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think they're coming. Disney knows better than we do how crowded the streaming market is, especially with, uh, like, Warner Media is going to start launching a new one soon, Comcat, like, everybody's moving into the space, finally. And Disney is kind of coming with, you know, one hand is everything you ever loved as a child and everything you ever wanted as a child. And just kind of, boom, right at you.
0: And you're going to get shot in the face. I mean, there's no way you aren't.
1: And then you're just going to hold up your money and be like, please, are no more. But yes, more. Um, I mean, I think it's, yeah, it, it is bonkers how much material they can offer. Like, uh, you know, as Netflix has to reckon with Everybody taking their toys and going home finally, right? And having to produce more and more original content. Although the, most of the Bond movies are on Netflix right now, it's great. Um,
0: Until MGM or whatever, just exactly. Starts, like, We're gonna stream now. Yeah, like Bond flicks.
1: I love me some James Bond movies. Mm-hmm. So don't don't hate, just appreciate. But like, I think the the idea here for Disney Plus is like we have to make this appealing to people and if this is the only place you're going to be able to get frozen
0: oh my god the kids the parents of the kids
1: yeah i saw somebody tweet that a while back and i was like yeah that's that's basically it that's the game right there if that is the only place you can find your kid's favorite disney movie you're gonna pay for it you're gonna pay for it because otherwise your child would be screaming and there are only so many times you can put in a dvd before you just want to break it in half
0: all right, so I, I I I guess the lesson here is just give in now. Just you're, you're yeah. going to get Disney Plus, so you might as well just yeah start getting used to that state. Yeah, yeah. All right, and on that yeah. note, um, <laughs> at this point we normally would go to our next segment, a song of Dan and Josh, where Josh Hill and I recap every single chapter of A Song of Ice and Fire. But Josh Hill is sick, so we will not be doing that.
1: <laughs> we decided to read George R. R. Martin instead.
0: Or oh, just end the show. <laughs> um, but we will be back with more of that next Wednesday. Yep. Um, 4 p.m. Hopefully on Facebook and on YouTube. We're going to do both. But uh, hopefully next week Facebook is back up and running.
1: That's very swag of us. Really? We're fancy.
0: Yeah, we are. We're we. You know what we're doing? We are getting up to blasting the bear. That's right. Okay. And I'll be back next Wednesday with more <laughs> Take the Black Live. More Game of Thrones, Song of fire discussion. More genre fiction uh, exploration and business discussion. Yeah. Marcella and Josh, thanks so much for watching. We will see you next Wednesday at 4 Central Center Time. Howdy, everybody!
1: Bye, everyone.